there's also, I mean, you were talking about like hopefully this leads to something else. I was listening to um, a radio show on NPR. I still have to find the details on it. I'm, I'm looking for it because I need the the guy's name. The um, he's a guy that works with Microsoft um, and the interviewer's name. I, I didn't hear the top of the radio show, so I didn't know which one I was listening to. But he was talking about social media. And he was talking about um, how social media, because its algorithm is based off of negative emotions, and because all of the um, all of their advertising is geared towards advertising primarily to a person's negative emotions, because they're more reactive, mm. and that shit makes more money. Right. Um, so a lot of the movements that are social media based are also appealing to a more negative side of people. And so when they are presented to the opposition or to anybody else, it's also appealing to their negative side and it creates a bigger backlash, which is why, you know, when we see, I mean, his examples were after the Arab Spring, we saw a rise of of more small-scale terrorist networks. And then after... Black Lives Matter, or during Black Lives Matter, we saw the resurgence of the alt-right. We all knew that these like casual racists were there, but somehow Black Lives Matter really mobilized people to like start acting on that. And now he's really terrified that Me Too is going to create a very outspoken, potentially like organized, mobilized base, um, a counter-movement. Well, kind of already has in a way, right? Yeah, I mean, definitely. there's all those people that are fighting for men's rights now. Yeah, yeah, there are such things as men's rights activists, and that's well, yeah, the dumbest I mean, that's, shit I've ever heard in my entire right, life. Right? Yeah, but it has, but it has come up that like that they're saying that like men are under attack, and that like something needs to be done about this, you yeah. know? Like, it and the has, truth is women are under attack like, and they're just telling people about every day. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, but it's already, it already is a thing, you know, and that's definitely like a natural response for sure. I mean, like, you know, it's kind of like goes back to like equal and opposite, you know, it's like, there's always going to be a reaction in that, in that way. But I, I think he was saying that, um, Social media is somehow compounding that mm. that reaction. Um, I wouldn't say social media itself, but the way that it's manipulated, definitely. I think social media... Yeah, he was saying that all social media that's basically based on... Trends? Tr- well, kind of trends, primarily advertising. Oh, okay. Um, any social media that supports itself with advertising, which is basically all social media, yeah, is going to provide right. this kind of backlash because of the algorithms used to find the audience for that advertising. I mean, I can't imagine... And it treats, yeah, it yeah. treats like, political movements, it treats funny cat videos, it treats advertisements all the same way. Yeah. And so when it presents Black Lives Matter to a guy in a region that may not agree with that, it's probably going to present a more negative portrayal of Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Um, I mean, so what he was saying, and this would be something interesting for us to talk about, either tonight or a later date, is a type of social media that is not ad-based and could potentially help mobilize people in a way that's more positive. But anyway, what were you saying? That's an interesting point, but it would never fly in, particularly in the U.S., I don't think it would really fly that much because we're so capitalist. 
um, that anything that isn't really supported by advertising would be seen as uh, communist. Um, anything publicly run or anything of that nature. Well, yeah, but you know, the other thing is that it wouldn't be publicly run; it'd be run by Facebook, and they're, they're <laughs> like, it would basically it'd, it'd be like called like Facebook Happy, <laughs> and like which is essentially funded by ads from Facebook. So yeah, it wouldn't work anyway. That's I mean, true. I'm sure there's a way that to to make a capitalist model that isn't based off of advertising. I think the one of the biggest issues right now with our society in general is that everything is so ad-based we're inundated with this shit mm-hmm. i'm getting to the point where i'm just turning youtube off like i'll go to youtube to watch some video you sent me they want me to watch an ad for two minutes and i'm like fuck you guys like i'm tired of this yeah they're all fear-based they're all either fear-based or or like you said kind of like negativity based which you know fear is <laughs> not, not a or they're just stupid. <laughs> or they're just stupid, but I mean, yeah, but like you figure like nine nine out of ten, ninety-nine out of a hundred ads are like playing on some fear that you have. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, true. I mean that's like that's how it works. And it's like that's the thing, like ads I mean really ads at the bottom of, of all this, ads rule everything. Ads rule everything around <laughs> <laughs> but it's true i mean like there's a story that i've that i've been like touting a lot because i've been like going around uh trying to like make website sales but um uh website that i recently developed um that i i don't really want to say the name of because this isn't the best story but they (laughs) they are trying to be like an honest review site uh but they're also trying to get their revenue from ads because that's you know really the only way to do it and honest and ads do not go together because the second you try to get an ad that person that's paying you to run their ad is going to have specifications and those specifications are going to inevitably take down the honesty that you're trying to put out there like like no one's going to pay you money to Put an ad up for say like whatever the Sheridan, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. like when when you're like talking shit about like like area or a certain hotel, like even if it wasn't the Sheridan, if you're just saying like, right. uh, and that example isn't based on any uh, real experience. Sheraton hotels, <laughs> if you want to sponsor us, <laughs> Sheridan's listening right now. <laughs> right, the president of Sheraton's like, hmm, these three young gentlemen that I've never heard of before. This podcast I've never seen. Very interesting. Wouldn't me. it be like great if this scene cut to like Aziz Ansari and sh- the owner of Sheraton just listening to the <laughs> just like together? Sitting, yeah. And they're both like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, I mean, that's a really good Thank point. Thank you for coming over, Aziz. I knew you had to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good point, Brandon. I think a few um, out of the podcasts that I've listened to, I, a lot of them are, they definitely have sponsors, but they pick their sponsors. And I think that is at least a step in the right direction but like that's how a new yeah how that's well a new that trend m- for sure yeah but like again like you really have to i guess that really i mean that definitely does depend very much on the ethics of the uh, content creators right which is that's hit or miss you know that's uh um well you also have to be in a position to do that you know i mean oh, like sure, yeah. when you're early on it's hard to like it's hard to turn down you know like yeah, if, you'll take anything everybody's doing mailchimp yeah, like yeah, and and like, <laughs> like luckily Mailchimp is 
as far as I know, not the word, you know, not a bad company. Mailchimp is an excellent platform to uh, send emails, and uh, if we ain't getting wants paid, man, we ain't getting paid yet. I'm just saying, I'm getting, I'm letting them know we can do this shit. Look, I, I thought I was like <laughs> embedding it uh, subtly, but <laughs> I just want to get up in there and say something to Mailchimp, right? <laughs> real sweet, like Aziz Ansari is like president of Mailchimp. Can you believe this shit? Believe it, all of us. <laughs> Why are we all hanging out together right now? <laughs> like, I get it, you and Sheridan, but me, Aziz? <laughs> and R. Kelly's in there, too, and he's like, they called me a pedophile straight up. And Aziz like, was you like, you are one. Yeah. <laughs> Picking your ads, that's where we were. That is the ideal situation, and I've seen that more and more where people are able to, like, if they don't cater their ads, at least their content is, like, kind of geared more towards people who would... You're doing a good job if your blog is getting people for that are like selling bed sheets. <laughs> like that's cool. Like you those advertisers are fine, you know? Like but, but here's the thing. I mean, there's got to be and I've been thinking about this for a while, but there's gotta be another system other than an ad based system that's just better. I mean, if you're if you're really like you know, from what the the sort of industry has figured out, the alternative is subscriptions. Yeah, which is like yeah, which is great if you can do it, you know. But it's it's hard if not. I mean, it's like it's like the difference between uh, it's not quite a one for one, but like Netflix versus Spotify or something. You know, it's like Netflix is only they've never had ads ads yeah. they've only had subscription you know versus somebody like spotify where you can listen to it free but you have ads or whatever so yeah i mean if we could if we could collectively pioneer a different system that'd be great yeah. but i don't know what that would be i mean i've always been curious about whether or not it's legal for companies it's written into law that companies can act as individual entities but like if they can invest what do you mean like a potential investment model where companies invest some of their revenue into other companies. other companies or funds to gain revenue that way. Yeah, but it's essentially the same thing as ads in a way, you yeah, know, like really they kind is. of know that you're that they're going to be represented to some degree if they uh, I'm not if you're if you're investing in them, then they're beholden to you, not the other way around. And also, I don't know, the, the other thing about advertising and, and companies for me, is, I mean, we're talking about the, the Me Too movement. What if it turns out that, like, whoever your number one advertiser is, like the CEO of that company, is called out for some bullshit, you know? And right. all of a sudden, their name is all over your shit, and you're like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're in, you're in the shit together as soon as you... Take their money. You know. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. It's and if you're dependent on that money, I mean, Facebook has a model where everybody's giving Facebook all kinds of money to advertise. But, you know, it's a double-edged sword because it fucks with their, their algorithm. Yeah. And another thing this guy actually said, I really need his name. Hopefully I will find him <laughs> and then we can put this in the description of the podcast so that I'm not just referencing this guy that everybody's like, that motherfucker doesn't exist. <laughs> but like, But he was saying if Facebook wasn't ad-based then it wouldn't have been so easy for the Russians to have used targeted-based ads to fuck with our elections. Yeah, definitely. I think we all have to understand that, like, it's kind of a new animal, so, like, this isn't something any it's of us could have seen coming. old fucking animal, John. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Advertising is old, yes. 
but yeah, the, but uh, reaching reaching people on such a like lar- on such a large scale on an unlimited scale. Well, um, a large scale, but also like zero in on like very very specific people. Yeah, like I mean the the amount that they can the the data that they have on people based on like their search history and based on what they view on you know whatever is like you can really narrow in your audience you know i mean yeah. which is like what they sell i mean like when like for instance like if if we go on and we want to promote this podcast to people between the ages of x and x that are into this you know like you can really get hyper detailed with it you know yeah yeah but the the other thing and that is, is new I mean, it is new, and it's also, in a way, really fucked up. There's a there's a friend of mine on Instagram who posted in his stories. He's an Asian guy. He's and Instagram doesn't have that information. When you enter your information on Instagram, you do not tell them your ethnicity. He's getting ads targeted towards Asians. Yeah, and he's like, "How the fuck does Instagram know I'm Asian?" And granted, <laughs> you are taking a picture of your face, most likely. Mm-hmm. But that information is not supposed to be used against you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's, it's a, uh, I don't know. You're, they do get so specific, but it's also, it's like that episode of Parks and Rec where Huli was sending, you know, shit to, to Ron's son, who was an infant, <laughs> you know, because they already knew where he was, his address, like what he looked like, what he liked. Right, And it's like so much information is being taken from people for the sake of advertising, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird. It's a, this, I mean, this is a fascinating conversation because it's the way our society is built. Like if you're yeah. in a capitalist society, advertising is going to be king. Well, I mean, beyond that, if you're in a corporatist society, which we are, like we're we're beyond capitalists at this point. Yeah, advertising does. Run yeah, we're we're kind of like a well, like a capitalist oligarchy or something like that. <laughs> yeah, we are a. Let, let's come up with a name for it. We are a corporate uh, systematically racist, <laughs> patriarchal, capitalist oligarchy. Don't forget homophobic. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, naturally. <laughs> yeah. And I can't believe you didn't hear about this whole Disney and Marvel buying out Fox. Did not hear that. And I'm like, I there's a lot of news. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot of news, yeah. Um, but no, I didn't I didn't hear about this. And like, so does that include Fox? Like the whole thing? No, the not the whole thing. No, 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 no. no. So Rupert the reason- Murdoch still owns Fox yeah. news. So that's still oh, gonna be garbage. Okay, so that's so, where that's where it was that's yeah. where the confusion comes in. Because yeah. I was like so, so what? There is a separation. Then. It's just yeah. 20th Century Fox, like the movie conglomerate. Uh, okay. I don't think it's the, the right. television. I don't think it has anything to do with television, except for maybe. I think they own the rights now to the X Men. It's not official yet. They haven't announced it, but probably by the time this podcast goes live, it probably will be announced. Um, but... It'll be too late. <laughs> but apparently Marvel and Disney have been in negotiations and are finalizing or finalized the purchasing of the uh, film rights back into Marvel of the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. 
Um, and I think the reason they're doing this is because, I mean, some folks about to get killed in, in the uh, Infinity Wars or Infinity Gauntlet or whatever. And um, <laughs> so they're going to have to bring in new characters that they haven't presented in the Marvel Cinematic Universe yet. I mean, there's tons of characters they can bring in without tapping into the X-Men. Yeah, but I think like the central conflict, like the central conflict in the Marvel uh, universe ever since they started with Iron Man has been Thanos. Like they've been building to Thanos. Um, And I think Mm -hmm. that this is what like the introduction of mutants and the Fantastic Four is supposed to do. It's supposed to have another central conflict. Um, And I think um, like it's going to be Doctor Doom. It could be Doctor Doom, but I don't think it's going to be. I think it might be Onslaught. Yeah, I heard mention of that, maybe. I mean, the only reason I say that is because, like, if they're bringing in the mutants, they're probably going to kill off um, Captain America and Iron Man. And maybe even Thor. But after I that... I don't think they're going to kill off Captain America. He's still got the con- a contract for, like, one more movie after Infinity War, doesn't he? No. Um, I don't believe so. I think Infinity War 4... Or, sorry, Avengers 4 is going to be his last film. Uh, as oh. far as what they've revealed uh, his contract yeah. to be. Um, I think, though, what's going to happen, and and I know this is like fantasy booking territory, but I think they're probably just going to, in storyline, the existence of mutants is going to be mainstream knowledge. And so, like... They don't have to call them, like, the gifted anymore, or no. gifted, or whatever they Mir- call them. Miracles. <laughs> miracles. Um, <laughs> you're such a miracle. Um, but, Wolverine, you're such a miracle. <laughs> but, like... Like what? What I would assume that they would be doing is um, having that be the conflict. Uh, eventually, making like a civil war movie, but with Avengers versus X Men, mm. and then like. But oh, sorry. Go ahead. All this is great, but is that why Disney acquired Fox? Yeah, like really? that is the primary reason why they got 20th Century Foxes of. Uh, but that's like IV. actually like a really kind of cool reason. Oh, it's a because great like. Reason, yeah. <laughs> Because, like, Fox has plenty of other movies that are completely unrelated to the Marvel Universe. Yeah, and a lot of them are trash. I think 20th Century Fox is a terrible fucking movie house. Sure, <laughs> like, I mean, I I, I don't want to say that without, like, recollecting what movies are, have come out of that in recent past. But, like, it's kind of cool that, that this whole acquisition has happened because of comic books. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's fascinating that the, the formatting of these the way that they were like releasing these films are it's like films are the new comics in a way you get scheduled releases every year you get like three marvel movies next year is going to be a hell of a, a year for black panther and infinity war and i guess it's ant-man and the wasp after that but yeah and you get that should be fun michael Cap- Pena is going to be in captain it. marvel yeah you also get like side captain marvel's not next year is it that's 2019 oh, 2019 yeah i apologize yeah you're right all right well almost next year but you get like these side stories in TV also, you know, so like almost really is just like video representation of comic books. I think, I, yeah. I mean, I think that's the um, new main channel or platform for superheroes. Comics yeah. actually, like I've read several in several places that comics right these days are testing grounds for stories and characters to see who fans react to better so that they can put them in movies. Stick them in movies? Yeah. Pretty much. Mm. Damn. I have an idea for a comic character. I don't, I don't know if I want to talk about it here. Somebody at Marvel will steal it from me. Yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, because what... Marvel is all actually st- they're all hanging out with Aziz. <laughs> Aziz. <right now. laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Now we have to like bring all these together. Now like there's this running <laughs> theme of Aziz. I'm sorry, just hanging out with all of the thing people that we talk about. Oh, like, yeah, yeah Brian... which is really weird because we all really like Aziz. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Aziz is definitely hanging out with Brian Michael Bendis, GF Johns, Avi Arid. Who's running Marvel right now? Uh, the other... <laughs> Who's running Marvel? The Marvel head. Oh, yeah. Um, did you hear about the new... I don't know. The new editor-in-chief in Marvel, though, He like he's underwater for pretending to be Asian. Did you oh, guys that, hear about... Is that what? him? Yeah, yeah. He, he had like <laughs> yeah. an Asian That's crazy. Uh, I pretend name. to be Asian all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he got in trouble for it? Yeah, well, I mean, oh, he's underwater yeah, he, for he, it. Or yeah. under fire, I should say. Excuse me. Oh, he should be. They should fire yeah. his ass like right now. Because, yeah, he's been getting a lot of jobs by pretending to be an Asian man. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things. It's like a disconnect. Actually, this, this relates back to something that I've been hearing a lot recently from white people uh, in general. <laughs> oh, no. um, look, you told me to be myself, so here we go. Um, Brandon's going to go pee, so I'm going to say it while he's gone because three-quarters of him won't like this. But uh, <laughs> there's there's been this thing. It, good, John. It's just us in the room. <laughs> we can speak for you. Um there's been this thing recently where where white people are really upset about initiatives to get more people of color in the room. And they're saying things like, well, it, I can't get a job or I can't like – it's impossible to submit for things being a white guy. Nobody wants, you know, like your work. Oh, and my God. I wonder how that feels like. <laughs> exactly. This is like a thing. People are like, it sucks being a white guy right now <laughs> because nobody wants to read your stuff. And it's like, guess what? For one thing, it's still not easier being a person of color and submitting work. It's just as hard as it was before. It's just that now they're specifically looking for people to make their writers' rooms or their season or their actors a little more diverse but it's not going to make it easier because there's still going to be the same number of people submitting it's just this time we're going to be looked at whereas before they didn't even look at our shit if you wrote a script and your name was tyrone and they saw that shit on the cover nine times out of ten they wouldn't have even read that or shit. haji or <laughs> or or haji i'm back i'm back i heard i heard uh, minorities were taking our jobs <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was the gist of that. I don't know what you're talking about, Brandon. <laughs> Everything's great. We're all happy yeah. here. <laughs> I'm angry. <laughs> you're right. I did not like that. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's been a thing. If if you're listening to this podcast and, and you're white and you really feel like life is very, very hard for you because you're white right now, um, just take a moment, take a deep breath, and just re-examine all of your life choices. And honestly, at this point, that's a very nice thing to say because... I thought he was about to say, just take a minute, take a breath, and fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Take a minute, take a breath, and take my size 12 boot, shine it up real nice, turn that bitch sideways. (laughs) Aziz is like, you see this, Dwayne? You can finish it. <laughs> Wait, this yeah, right. phrases. The Rock is like, I do not endorse this. Can we just like have um, this Aziz thing as a running thing so that we can just always reference it no matter what part of the podcast you're in? I feel like great. the voice of Aziz on Sorry should just be like the the conscious of our of our show. 
Color Correspondence was produced by Jonah Q with music also by Jonah Q. This is a Full Metal Workshop podcast. If you like it, please subscribe. For more info on Full Metal, you can visit fullmetalworkshop.com. Find us on Facebook or on Instagram at Full Metal Workshop. 